Welcome to Talking Fight with Holly Donovan. That is me. This is your preview show, and today I will be previewing the fight night that will be taking place in New York tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. So I normally don't preview anything that's not happening in my hometown, London, <laughs> but I was never going to ignore this card because I haven't been able to preview any female fights in 2023 yet, and that is not okay. So when I saw this card, I decided there was no way I was going to ignore it. So if we've got a poster up right now, you can see we have Amanda Serrano facing Erica Cruz. That is for undisputed featherweight world championship. Um, then we've got another undisputed fight on that card. Uh, Alicia Baumgartner, she's back. She's facing Ella McCallad from France. Um, and then we've got two, uh, they're better than prospects now, they're bigger than prospects, uh, but Sky Nicholson from Australia, uh, smashing her way into the pro ranks, um, as is Ramala Ali. Um, there are <laughs> male fights on this card as well. But I've decided to shine a light on the women today for you in this preview show. So without further ado, let's begin with the headliner. We have Amanda Serrano facing Erica Cruz for the undisputed featherweight uh, championship. So let's talk about Amanda Serrano first. Um, she has had a lot of fights. Um, 43 wins, only two losses, one draw. She's 34 years old. She's from Puerto Rico and she is currently the unified uh, featherweight champion. So she's got the WBO belt. She got that in 2019 and she's got WBC and IBO from 2021. Um, now, Amanda Serrano is very impressive. Uh, she has won nine major titles across seven weight classes, and the only person to beat that record is Manny Pacquiao. Um, she is in the Guinness Book of World Records for this as well. Um, now, she, interestingly, has never been an undisputed champion, um, despite holding so many world titles. So this is a really big deal for her. And if she wins tomorrow night, she will also become the first Puerto Rican undisputed world champion. Um, so pretty big box to tick. Not sure what she would tick next <laughs> if she wins tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, she's sensational. You probably know her from the fight that she had with Katie Taylor. I will go over that, uh, but she definitely shot to fame uh, in that fight. So she is from Brooklyn. That's where she's based. Uh, she actually began um, in sport with swimming. Um, her older sister, though, she was a boxer um, and she used to train with her husband. Now, uh, Amanda Serrano was never that interested. She went to boxing to lose weight, uh, but eventually started to realize she was pretty good at it and she could make money uh, if she boxed. Uh, not very much, which we'll talk about later as well. Um, but when she began boxing, her older sister didn't like it. Uh, she wasn't keen. She didn't want little sis being her in the ring. So Amanda had to prove herself uh, and she did. Apparently it took three spars when she was 17 years old to show what she was made of. And it was pretty obvious. Okay, you've got to let this go fight. Um, so her sister's husband uh, took her on and uh, was and is Amanda's trainer. Um, so she then signed herself up to uh, the Golden Gloves. Uh, she did that via the newspaper at the time, the New York Daily News. Um, she had an amateur career where she won nine fights, uh, lost only one. Um, and she decided to go pro in 2011. Um, only took her three years to win a world title. Uh, it's pretty well documented, though, that she wasn't paid very much. You know, she was fighting for a couple of hundred dollars a time. She wasn't paid properly. Hence why she got so many fights on her record, I'd say, because she was just she was doing it to, to earn, earn a living. Um, now, let's talk about that fight with Katie Taylor when she shot to fame. So uh, what a fight. If you haven't seen it, 
I like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, look it up on YouTube. It was last year at Madison Square Garden, same venue, and my God, was it good. Um, now, if you've seen a Madison Rani fight, she, you will know her cardio is absolutely incredible. She is relentless. The, the flurry of constant attack that she put on Katie Taylor was, was insane. It was from the opening bell and it lasted right to the end of every single round. Um, three minute rounds would suit Amanda Serrano so well. She, she is just unbelievable when it comes to cardio. Um, she's the only person really, apart from one other that I'll talk later, um, that has come even close to beating Katie Taylor. Um, there was a time in the fifth round where Katie, we all, we know that she's a fantastic fighter as well. She is the undisputed at lightweight, um, but she was she was you know she, you could see that she was weakening. Um, I've never seen her like that in a fight, and it was a really horrible moment where I genuinely thought she was going to lose. Um, Katie did manage to get that second win, bring herself back, and only just won that fight. There are many people that say that Amanda Serrano should have taken that win. Um, I'm a Katie Taylor fan and I do think that she just she just about pipped it but my goal was I worried for her I thought that was it so Amanda Serrano I highly rate Amanda Serrano um now in her last fight that was in September she won by unanimous decision um however I'd say you didn't see that same Amanda Serrano that we saw against Katie Taylor um a little bit more laid back but I actually think it was because her opponent wasn't as good I think Amanda switches it on for whatever opponent is in front of her which is interestingly what I think Katie does as well um which is why it was such a good fight um so uh she also found Jake Paul we all know Jake Paul love him hate him if he's done a great job for Amanda Serrano um so he signed her for most valuable productions um, and has really done a great job putting her into the spotlight uh, it's quite interesting Amanda Serrano doesn't even own a phone um everything she's done is through hard work and dedication but now she's got Jake Paul doing that social media doing the plug-in for her I mean she's shot um it, you know it, into fame but also in into respect people know her now and respect her as a fighter um she also works as a manager as herself so obviously securing that future career um she's also gone into mma shown power and aggression there um she lets her hands go early she is aggressive she is come forward she is entertaining and i hope that on a Saturday night, she is going to show that aggression and entertainment and just sheer relentless, terrifying everything um, against Erica Cruz, who has had far fewer fights. Um, 15 wins, one loss, three KOs. I mean, three KOs opposed to Amanda's 30 KOs. Um, Erica Cruz is 32 years old. She has been the WBA featherweight champion since 2021. She has made two successful defenses since then. She is also a Southpaw. So Amanda's a Southpaw as well. So interestingly, you hardly ever see Southpaw versus Southpaw. So I think that's going to be an interesting fight as well. Um, she's known as Dynamiter uh, from Mexico. Um, now she won her title in her only fight, which wasn't in Mexico. So all of her first 13 fights were in Mexico. Then she traveled to the US and she beat uh, Jelen Mertronovic. I hope I've said her name right, um, to win that WBA title. Now that's quite a good fight as well. If you want to have a look at it and um, there was a head clash in the seventh which is why it got stopped however the judges decided that erica had done enough uh to, to get the win anyway um so she i mean she's a good fighter uh, she's quite unconventional in her style there's a lot of heavy hooks going on comes forward she flurries some quite strange combinations um so i think she might be tricky for amanda actually but also i feel like oh this is good you know it's going to be one of those action-packed fights which i definitely want um now erica had a, a good amateur career um she won silver in the pan-american games and she was actually the first 
uh, female to get a medal uh, for uh, Pan America. Um, she is also a member of the National Guard, which she says, uh, she, you know, that's because, well, her discipline in boxing, a lot of that mirrors uh, what she has in the National Guard. And she was also a law student. So again, lots of things on her plate. Um, she went pro in 2016, so five years later than Amanda Serrano, so we'll be talking about experience. Um, she's won some awards though, she's signed by Eddie Hearn, um, so uh, in 2021 she became Revelation Boxer, so uh, WBA wrote about her there. Um, now, she's a good fighter. I do think that this is going to be a tough fight. I think it'll be an entertaining fight, if I'm honest. I think this will be a good one to tune in with. Um, however, I don't think there's an awful lot of doubt that Amanda Serrano is going to take that win. Um, we want her to. I think a lot of boxing fans want her to because then it opens the door and paves the way for that rematch with Katie Taylor, which I think everybody would want and love. I want it. I want it. <laughs> um, I hope that does happen. Um, let's move on to the second undisputed uh, world champion fight tomorrow night. So that is Alicia Baumgartner against Ellen McCallard. Now this is uh, for, uh, so currently Alicia Baumgartner, she has the super featherweight titles. Okay, so she is undisputed champion. Um, so she got the WBC and IBO belts in 2021, and you saw her still the others in October against Michaela Mayer last year. Um, I was there. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, she's known as the bomb. Uh, she comes from quite a small town. She's got a great work ethic. She's one of those people. She's a hustler. She's one of those people. She just gets stuff done. Um, she began boxing at eight years old, um, and she said very openly that she absolutely adored being the only woman. Um, she wants to be. Uh, she wants that kind of like, okay, I've got to beat you. I've got to show you that I'm better than all of you. And, and she flourished because of that. Um, really wanted to prove herself. She did so in the amateurs. Uh, she won silver at the National Golden Gloves. Uh, she also uh, won the uh, US National Gold as well. Um, and in 2017, she decided to go pro. Um, now, she reached out to Eddie Hearn via Instagram. So that's pretty interesting. She, she literally sent him a message saying, I am a really great fighter, but no one's seen me and I don't get any decent opportunity. Please give me some opportunities. Now, Eddie Hearn, he must have been in a good mood that day. And he decided he would. And he put her name forward for the fight against then champion Terry Harper, um, who we've seen do a massive comeback really recently. Um, but anyway, Alicia got that fight. She faced Terry Harper. And my goodness, did she manage to impress Eddie Hearn. She completely dominated the second round, I'd say. Um, but then there was this epic, devastating stoppage. Um, TKO in the fourth. Again, watch it if you haven't. It was brilliant. I think it was like knockout of the year or something then. Um, she really proved herself. And so therefore, Eddie Hearn signed her. Um, that was in 2021, it was November. Um, and since then, she has just made strides forward. So obviously, she was on that all-female card uh, back in October with Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. She faced Michaela Mayer. Now, I was there, and from where I was sitting, I don't think she won. Um, there are many people who agree with me, including one judge, I would like to say. Um, but there are lots of people who didn't agree with me also and fought with me on YouTube. Um, but it's fine. She got the win. She managed to outpoint Michaela Mayer, apparently. Um, but she's still a really good fighter. So uh, she likes to visualize. She puts, uh, there's lots of videos of her at the moment prepping for this fight. She's got like sticky notes like everywhere. Um, and it's all like knockout and fourth round or make sure you take over this or undisputed champ here and there. And um, she wants a Casey Taylor fight as well. She would love to face her. That would be a good fight. I'd like to see that. And um, also Eddie Hearn thinks she'd be a great match for Chantal Cameron. So again, yeah, brilliant. I'd, I'd be up for both of those. So 
Alicia, she is going to be taking on Hélène McCallard of France, who's had two more wins than Alicia, actually. Uh, so she's had 15 wins, one loss, um, and uh, three knockouts. She is the French European uh, Super Featherweight Champion, and she got that in 2018. She was also the WBC Interim Super Featherweight Champion, I think it was 2019. Um, she was a big deal. So I remember reading a lot about her when she went pro, that was in 2016. And everyone was saying, oh, she's amazing. She's you know, this girl from France, she's going to take over, she's going to be brilliant. She's going to be just as good as Kate Taylor, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she has done that. Uh, however, she's been a little bit inactive, so uh, she only had one fight in 2022, and it was actually a loss. So she's coming off a loss right now. Now, her loss is to Delphine Pursun, who is a former world champion and is the other woman, the only other woman, I think, to come, well, to come close to beating Kate Taylor. Um, there had to be a rematch, in fact, where Kate Taylor did dominate uh, the second fight. But in the first one, Delphine came very close. And it was controversial. Some people said that she did, to, uh, you know, she did take the win. Um, now, when Ellen faced Delphine, she did land clean punches. Uh, she's got like simple, really good movement, uh, but she was forced onto the back foot a lot. And eventually what happened is she just tired out, I'd say. She just got knackered. Um, <coughs> so if someone said to me, who's a tougher opponent, Alicia Baumgartner or uh, Delphine Pursun, I would say Alicia Baumgartner, like hand, you know, straight off, you know. Um, so the fact that Ellen McCallum has decided, you know, not to take an easy fight, about to jump in straight away with an undisputed world champion, I think shows grit, determination, balls and confidence. Um, so I think you're going to see an action packed, awesome fight, I hope, um, between these two on Saturday. <coughs> Sorry, guys, let's move on to the third fight that we're going to talk about with Sky Nicholson. Sorry, I just got a frog in my throat. I apologize for that. <coughs> so Sky Nicholson, let's talk about her. She is the prospect from Australia but pretty much is based in the UK. So lots of UK fans going on right now. Um, she is 5-0. She's won all of her fights via decision. So no knockouts just yet. She's a featherweight. So Amanda Serrano's uh, weight category, and that's definitely a dream of hers. Now, this fight is for the WBC silver featherweight title. Um, she has already got the Commonwealth featherweight title. Um, now, her last fight was in Australia. Um, <clears throat> and that was against Christina Jacobs. It was in a 10 round fight. So she's already had a 10 round fight as opposed to her opponent, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and she's a Southpaw as well. So always a little bit tricky. Um, now she began boxing at 12 and she has come from a boxing family. Um, tell you a little bit about that. So basically she has uh, had a brother called Jamie Nicholson. You might have heard of him. So he was a famous Australian boxer, one of the best Australian boxers that there's been. Um, he won bronze in, I think it was the 1992 Olympics. He also took away um, a medal, um, I think it was at the Commonwealth Games. Um, however, he died in a car accident before Sky was born. Now, what's interesting about this is that Sky then took on boxing kind of for fun, but just got better and better at it. Um, and didn't realize that she was boxing in exactly the same style as her brother that she'd never met and never even seen footage of. Um, and so people kept saying to her, oh, you're really similar, you're really similar to Jamie. And she's like, what? And eventually, she, so many years on, found some footage of him fighting. And she said it was like watching herself. So I just think that's incredible that she's, you know, become her brother. It's this wonderful thing that she's now taking it forwards. Um, she had a great amateur career. Um, so she got bronze at the World Championships 
and she was very, very close to doing incredibly at the 2020 uh, Olympics. Now she was beaten to it by Karis Artenstorm, uh, who I think she took away bronze in the end. Um, but it was a really controversial, incredibly close fight that totally broke Sky. She thought that she won it. She was absolutely gutted, like winning gold was this dream of hers and, and she was stopped by Karis. Now, recently, the rules have changed that if you are a pro boxer, you can now go back into the amateurs, into the Olympics and compete. Um, and she says she still wants to do that. She's like got unfinished business uh, at the Olympics. She wants to go back. She wants that gold. She's going to win. And there's a very, very high chance that she will actually go back into the Olympics for Paris 2024. Interestingly, Karis, Karis Artistall, has also said the same thing. She wants to go back too. So... I think that's quite interesting. Are they going to be back again? But it's very different careers. Sky herself has said now she's in the pro game. It would take a lot to come back out, dedicate herself to that, and then go back in. Because obviously the, the minute rounds are different as well. You get three-minute rounds if you're in the amateurs as opposed to two when you become a female pro. Um, so uh, when she was at the Olympics, so she was the first Australian female to get to the quarterfinals. Bless her. She was absolutely good. Now, uh, watching her was Eddie Hearn. And he had got in contact and he said, go pro, I'll sign you. Please go pro, I'll sign you. And uh, Sky said, no, I don't really want to go pro, actually. Um, she was going to train to be a journalist. She was going to go to university. And she had absolutely no intention at all whatsoever in turning boxing into a career. However, we've all seen Eddie Hearn, and he is a very good salesman. Um, and eventually convinced her that it was the best thing. And actually, Sky has since said that she now has this new dream that she didn't know she ever had. Um, now, in her first year as a pro, she's only been a pro for a year, um, she's traveled the world. She has had five fights and she is thoroughly enjoying herself. Now, style-wise, she's quite a laid-back fighter, I'd say. She, look, she makes it look really, really easy, really good counter-puncher, fast reflexes, um, lovely timing, less aggressive, you know, but just kind of uh, chill. Watch footage and you'll see. She's kind of chilled out and wins quite easily. Um, so quite a natural fighter. Now, she is against Tanya Alvarez from Spain, who is an orthodox fighter. So hopefully the, the um, southpaw will be tricky for her. However, she's had seven and oh. So she had two more fights than her. Um, she's only 21 years old, so she'll be younger as well. Um, and she's had a knockout. This isn't going to be an easy fight for Sky. Um, I mean, obviously, this is for a belt, so it's not, not going to be easy, but this is definitely going to be one of the toughest challenges she's had. Tanya, if you look at footage of her, she's aggressive. She is a come forward fighter. I think this is a massive step up in opponent. Um, her last fight, she got a TKO in, I think it was round five out of six. The only thing, actually, is that Sky has had a 10-round fight already. Obviously, this fight on Saturday night is going to be 10 rounds. Tanya Alvarez hasn't ever had um, a 10-round fight. So if it goes the distance, then this is going to be different for her. Um, also, she's never had a fight outside of Spain. So this is the first time she has traveled to a country to fight. Um, whether that make her feel better or worse, I don't know. Um, so great fight again. And I, I, I really like Sky. I've watched her career. You, I've said this before. I love watching a boxer kind of get better and better and just have the skills grow. And I think with Sky, she's a really good example of that. But every time you watch her, she's better. Um, so yeah, tune in. Uh, now let's go on to the last fight that I'm going to preview today. This is Ramla Ali. Now, I, do you know what? I'm in awe of this woman. She, she's just incredible in so many ways. And, and I will tell you. And um, this is an IBF Continental, Intercontinental um, 
uh, fight, and that is against Avril Matty um, from Australia. Um, now, Ramla is uh, seven and zero. She's featherweight. It's all very similar fight. They couldn't not fight each other. <laughs> She's thirty three years old. Now, she is the first ever Somali to compete at the Olympics. Um, and she is the first um, female, full stop, to fight in Saudi Arabia. That was her last fight, which she won <laughs> with a first round TKO um, against Crystal Garcia Nova. So, I mean, I say go and watch the fight. It'll take, it'll take you like 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> but uh, she, she's got a lot of power built up there. Um, she has such an amazing story. So I'll tell you a bit about it. She actually came to the UK um, as a war refugee. Um, <clears throat> so she really struggled when she was younger and her she actually lost her brother when he was only nine years old um due to a grenade so i mean she's well i don't need to say anymore do i um she found it difficult to settle in the uk to adjust um and she she was bullied when she was younger for race she's muslim as well uh, she decided to start boxing. Uh, it was actually to lose weight again. Um, and she said the first time she went into a boxing gym, she was 13 years old. Um, and it, she had to wait 40 minutes just to get into the changing room because she was the only female. There was no female changing room. She had to wait that long just to just to be able to put her stuff on. Uh, she went in and she absolutely loved it. But the coaches didn't really take her seriously. So they'd take her money. They were fine with that bit. Um, but they wouldn't let her spar. Um, and they wouldn't let her, you know, really, really grow. And it wasn't until that gym shut down and she started at a kickboxing gym that eventually she was allowed to spar. Um, and people saw, oh, she's really, really good. Um, now, she had to box in secret uh, because her family did not approve at all whatsoever. Um, now, her brother actually saw her on, on, it was on a TV show. She saw, he saw her boxing on a TV show, told the family and the family made her stop and said, you can't box, absolutely no. Um, and she did stop, she stopped. She took a couple of years out and she wasn't allowed to go, but she really wanted to. So a couple of years later, she began boxing in secret again. Um, this is a cool story, I really like this one. Um, she told her mum that she was going for a run but hidden around the side of her house was her boxing gear. Um, so she was like, mom, I'm going for a run. Out she goes, she gets her boxing gear. She goes and she wins the nationals. She doesn't just go and compete, she wins. Um, then she comes back home, she puts her boxing, hides her boxing stuff again, comes in, her mom's like, how was your run? <laughs> She's like, oh, great, thanks, it's fine. Um, absolutely nuts. Now she needed a way to pay for her boxing tournaments. Uh, so what she did was she decided to take up modeling. And um, that part of her career is also thriving. Um, she has uh, modeled for Dior, Cartier, Vogue, Nike. I mean, she, she's a full on big time model. Um, and obviously has to juggle that with boxing and hopefully never get in, hit in the face. Um, I'd love to ask her about that. I'm going to find, I, I want an interview with Ramla. I think it's incredible. Um, so she eventually went pro in 2022. And I, well, I would like to say her family are now supportive. <laughs> um, now, she is also a massive campaigner um, for many different charities. She pledged to give 25% of her first year's earnings as a pro to charity. She set up charities as well. So um, Somalia's Boxing Federation. Um, and then she's also set up the Sisters Club, which for, is for uh, Muslim minorities and victims of domestic violence to come and box there. Um, She's written a self-help book called Not Without a Fight, which is about the first uh, 10 fights of her life, not necessarily in the ring. Um, there's even a film being made about her. Um, and she says that she would love Letitia Wright to play her, which is great. She's the, the woman from uh, Black Panther, the one that is now Black Panther. Um, 
It's, uh, I think that'd be great. That really works, actually. And um, there's so much more I could tell you about Ramon Ali, but I'd be here for days, so I'm not going to. But she is a human rights campaigner, a feminist, um, and just all-round fantastic person. I really hope uh, that she does well on Saturday night. Um, now she is facing Avril Massey, who's oh, see, I, uh, she's eight and O, and she's had three KOs. She's 35 years old she's going to be a really good match and this is going to be a really tough fight um now she is from australia but she's based out of miami um, this is her first 10 round fight um but her last fight was in november uh last year um against judith hatchbold it was a unanimous decision quite an easy win um her last three fights in fact have all been unanimous decisions she's only fought once though in 2022 um, and Ramon Ali fought three times. And the year before that, 2021, Avril had fought twice and Ramla had fought three times again. So maybe the inactivity is going to be in Ramla's favor on that one. I would, I would say that, you know, for me, Ramla's the favorite, not just because I'm a fan, but, you know, on paper. Um, however, I do think it's going to be a tough fight. I don't think any of these fights tomorrow night are going to be walkovers. I think they're all going to be tough. I think they're all going to be entertaining. Um, and what a card. It's not an all-female card, by the way. I must stress this. <laughs> there are male fights on that card, good ones. I just really wanted to focus on these guys. Um, so that is your preview show for today. Um, please join me next week where I'll be previewing the Boxer card. I'm back in London, back in Wembley. <laughs> um, it's Adam Azim. He's going to be back. I'll do a feature on him. And, and Caroline Dubois she'll be fighting again she's so active lately um so please join me next week for that preview show but enjoy the fight in Madison Square Garden tomorrow night um and I'll speak to you very soon